This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Hi, it's Vanessa from the Fighting Stigma Show on Free FM. Are you a Waikato local? Do you have an idea for a radio show? Do you want to try your hand at being a content creator on Free FM? If so, check out our website on freefm.org.nz or find Free FM on Facebook and get in touch. I'm Stuart Finlay, good afternoon and welcome to the Life Study Program on Free FM 89.0. Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee is a program produced by Living Stream Ministry, Anaheim, California and brought to you by The Church in Hamilton. These programs are based on the ministry of Witness Lee and his 21-year crowning work, The Life Study of the Bible, which focuses on the enjoyment of Christ as the divine life as revealed in God's Word. We hope that through these studies you will get a deeper appreciation of the scriptures and our dear Lord Jesus. Today we have Ron Kangas with Witness Lee for our study in the Gospel of John. The title is The Work of the Spirit Unto the Mingling of Divinity with Humanity. The verses are John chapter 16 verses 1 through 11. If you'd like to contact us, our telephone number is Hamilton 853-2620, which we will repeat again later. Now here's Witness Lee and Ron. With us on the program again today is Ron Kangas. Ron, before we get into today's message from John chapter 16, could you please give us a brief review of the marvelous picture presented in chapter 15 of the organism of the triune God? In this chapter, the Lord speaks plainly, directly, and profoundly concerning the divine organism. And he says, I am the true vine. You are the branches. So here we have a corporate entity, the vine with its branches, composed of Christ as the embodiment and manifestation of the triune God, and all those who have believed into Christ by receiving him into them. The Lord calls this the true vine, the real vine. What we have in this marvelous picture is God the Father embodied in Christ who is the stock of the vine. And all the believers who have been added to Christ who become parts of Christ, just as the branches of the vine are parts of the vine, to be an organism. So now we have on the earth the living divine organism of Christ and his believers, the vine and the branches. This is the bright revelation in this chapter. But there is a dark side that's worthy of mention. Simply put, the world hates this vine. And the world persecutes this vine. If we study the context very carefully, 
we have to admit in all honesty that in particular the world here is the religious world. So this chapter ends with a striking contrast between the vine as the organism of the triune God with the believers. Which organism is the goal of God's economy to produce? This organism stands in striking contrast to the religious system that is actually not for God and exposes itself as not being for God by opposing the organism produced by God. And in practical application, this presents a choice, not only for the unbelievers, but for the believers. Where will we live today as a part of the organism which satisfies the Father's good pleasure or as part of man's religious system that is out to destroy and to damage the organism of the triune God? If we read this chapter fairly with an exercised spirit and a pure heart, we will see that this is in fact what is revealed here. The matter is of utmost importance for every seeking child of God. Let's go to Witness Lee. Now we must cover chapter 16. The sun's going is for the Spirit's coming. He said if he would not go, the Spirit would not come. So his going was for the Spirit's coming. The Son went into the dead in the flesh. He went in the flesh, but he came back as the Spirit to be another comforter. He went in the flesh to accomplish redemption, and he came as the Spirit to impart himself into us as life. The sending of the Comforter is the Son's coming as a Comforter. His sending is his coming. In other words, he sent himself to come as the another Comforter. Ron, let's break in here after this brief but profound point of the Lord's going for the Spirit's coming. What is the revelation here of the sequence and connection between these two events? I believe one excellent way to approach this is to be reminded of the revelation that runs throughout the Scriptures of God's desire in Christ as the life-giving Spirit, to impart himself into human beings. God created us in such a way that we would be vessels to contain him. And God himself in Christ has gone through a process in order to come into us and live in us, and in order for us to enter into him and live in him. When the Lord spoke this chapter, he was still in the flesh. He was the very God who had become a man and was among them. 
And surely the disciples enjoyed this. But the Lord knew God's intention is not simply to be with his people or among his people. So the Lord unveiled in chapter 14 and again in this chapter that he needed to go. He, as Jesus in the flesh, needed to go to the cross to die a redemptive death, shedding his blood for the forgiveness of our sins, then be buried and in resurrection. And he was resurrected surely with a body, but in resurrection to become the spirit of reality. And in a very real sense, once the Lord entered into resurrection, he sent himself as the spirit of reality. On the one hand, to come into the believers, to dwell in them, for the producing of God's corporate expression with them. On the other hand, as we see in this message, to carry out a work related to convicting the world concerning a number of matters. So, the sequence is, the Lord was there among them in the flesh. He wanted to be in them as the Spirit. So he went to the cross. He resurrected physically and spiritually. In resurrection, he was transfigured into the spirit of reality. And now, and this is surely a mystery, he came to the believers by sending himself to them as the spirit of reality. And as such a spirit, he now dwells in the regenerated spirit of every believer in Christ today. No wonder Paul could say at the very end of his life, the Lord be with your spirit. Let's return to Witness Lee. Now, this is the crucial point of chapter 16, the work of the spirit to convict the world. Now, let us see how to convict the world concerning sin and concerning righteousness, and concerning judgment. It's quite meaningful. We all have to know, in the whole universe, there are three persons. Do you know their names? The first one's name is Adam. The second one's name is Christ. The third one's name is Satan. Before we got saved, we were all in Adam. Then we believed in the Lord Jesus. By believing in him, we got translated out of Adam and into Christ. If we would not believe in Christ, we had to remain in Adam. Waiting for what? Waiting for the judgment of Satan. Strictly speaking, God's judgment is for Satan. God had no intention to see you, me, or any human being to suffer the judgment. The judgment was intended for Satan. But if you would not have the translation out of Adam into Christ, and you would still remain in Adam, I tell you, ha <laughs> ha your destiny will be under the judgment which Satan will suffer. Now, let us look into the three items. Number one, concerning sin. 
You got condemned in Adam. When Adam was condemned 6,000 years ago, then you were condemned already. Before you were born, you were condemned. So you were born into condemnation. Human beings were not born to live. All were born to die. All being under the slavery of sin. Chapter 8, verse 34. What shall we do? Praise the Lord. There is a way of escape. Christ is the way. He is our escape. To get yourself freed from sin is to believe in the sin. This believing means a translation. Just within half a second, a sinner could be thoroughly translated out of the sinful situation with the sinful condition in Adam. And hallelujah, we all have been translated. Not to believe in the sin is the unique sin for perishing. No need for you to rob the bank. No need for you to steal something from your wife. No need for you to deceive your husband. The unique sin for you to get yourself perished is not to believe. The unique way to get yourself out of the sinful situation is to believe in the Lord. So the key today is whether you believe or not believe. If you believe, you will be translated. If you would not believe, you will perish. Two, concerning righteousness, the sin has come and died to fulfill God's righteous requirement. And the sin has resurrected and was going to the Father as a proof of the Father's satisfaction. Here in this chapter, verse 10 says, concerning righteousness, because I go to the Father. The Father would accept me. That means the Father would be fully satisfied with the Lord's death on the cross. So the Father accepted him in his resurrection. The Son now as righteousness is given to the believers. Listen, the Son, the satisfying Son, the accepted Son, the Son who satisfied the Father and who has been accepted by the Father is given to his believers as the righteousness. The son himself, the person, has been given to his believers as the righteousness. Number three, concerning judgment. Judgment is for the devil, the author of sin and the origin of death, the father of all sinners and the ruler of the world. So he is really qualified to be judged. He is really good for bearing the judgment. The lick affair is for Satan. But if anyone would still remain in companion with Satan, 
God has no other way but to let you go to suffer Satan's judgment. Ron, this is a long section with much content. We are seeing the three workings of the Spirit is convicting concerning sin, concerning righteousness, and concerning judgment. Would you take some time to develop this more for us? Perhaps the clearest way to develop this, or the most helpful way to develop it, is to see these matters in relation to three persons. The spirit of reality convicts the world concerning sin, concerning righteousness, and concerning judgment. Sin is related to Adam. And as long as we are in Adam, we are in sin. Whether we commit an act of sin or not, by being in Adam, we are in sin, and we even are sin. So the Spirit comes to convict us of what we are in Adam, that we are sinners needing a Savior, needing Christ's redemption. The Spirit also convicts us in relation to another person, and that person is indicated by the word righteousness. The Bible calls the Lord Jesus Christ the Righteous One, and He is even now at the right hand of God as the Righteous One, the One who died for us, the One who is our righteousness, and the One in whom we are righteous by faith. So we need to be convicted concerning Christ as the only way to be right with God. If we are convicted concerning sin in Adam, and if we are convicted concerning righteousness in Christ, then surely we will be saved. But the Spirit also convicts concerning judgment. Those who remain in Adam and refuse to believe in Christ and to be justified by faith in Christ, by remaining in Adam, remain allied with Satan. God's judgment is actually not aimed at human beings. It is directed at Satan, and a judgment has been prepared for Satan. But if anyone will not sever his relationship with Satan by believing in Christ, then he will share of necessity the judgment reserved for and directed at Satan, God's enemy. So here, in a brief form, we have the gospel. We need to be convicted concerning the first person, Adam, the sinner, in whom we all are sinners. Christ, the second person, the righteousness of God, the one in whom we are saved and justified. But there is a third person, Satan, who is still God's enemy. God will judge him. All those who are in Adam, who believe into Christ, will be justified and escape the judgment reserved for Satan. Those who refuse Christ and who stay in Adam, by so doing, will remain one with Satan and as a result will participate in the judgment reserved for God's enemy. This is the threefold convicting work of the spirit of reality in the world today. Now let's rejoin Witness Lee. I'd like to uh, let you know a little story. I was 
asked to come into the work of the Lord Recovery. That was in 1933. And I was asked also to stay in Shanghai to work with uh, the leading co-workers, including Brother Ni. One day, it was by that time, by reading John 16, I saw these three things concerning sin, concerning righteousness, concerning judgment. And these three things are related to three persons. Sin is of Adam. Righteousness is Christ. And judgment is for Satan. Not after too long, just probably two weeks or three weeks, the church in Shanghai was having the gospel preaching meeting. And I was asked to give the message. Later on, I got to know that was Brother Nee's little test on me to see where I could stand in the gospel preaching. And uh, when the time came, the meeting was going on, and uh, I was burdened to give the message on these three things related to the three persons. But I couldn't see Brother Nee in the meeting. I looked around. He was not there. I was standing here speaking to the congregation, and watchman stood behind the back door listening to my message. <laughs> I was so excited with this point. Uh -huh. You have to know, as a human being, you were born in Adam. And your name today must be Adam. In Adam, you have nothing. You just have sin. Condemned. But there's a way for you to get out of Adam. And here's Christ, another person. If you believe in him, you will get into him. You will be translated from the first person to the second person. Hallelujah. Amen. If you wouldn't, you still remain in the first person. Eventually, your destiny will be the destiny of the third person, Satan. Satan is prepared for the judgment. Would you help him? Would you have some pity over him? to help him to suffer the judgment for eternity. I myself was fully nourished. <laughs> I got a good point. I'm a good message. I got excited. But I was wondering, where is Brother Nee? <laughs> after quite uh, a period of time, it might be after even more than half a year, one day, <laughs> Brother Nee and I, we too took a walk. She said, Witness, that message was really good. I said, <laughs> I said, what message? She said, the message on Adam, Christ, and Satan. She said, Witness, you know, nearly no one has seen this. That sin is related to Adam. And righteousness is Christ. And judgment is for Satan. Praise the Lord. Amen. I do believe this is a good gospel message. Amen. 
I hope many of you will try to give such a message in the gospel preaching. Well, Ron, this was an enjoyable glimpse into the relationship between Witness Lee and Watchman Nee. But the main point is really the connection between the three persons in the universe and the three workings of the Spirit, isn't it? Just a brief word here, because I believe we've addressed this in some of our foregoing comments. We really need to see this connection, that humankind was created by God to be for God and God's economy. Satan, the enemy of God, usurped the human beings created by God and for God and made them part of his satanic world system. But God, who so loved the world, sent his Son to be our Redeemer, our Savior, our righteousness, our life, our everything. And the Spirit now coming to apply what Christ has accomplished is endeavoring to point out to all the people on the earth, what will you do about your relationship with these three persons? You need to see where you are in Adam. If you remain there, you will be involved with the third person and the judgment on him. That is, you'll be involved with Satan and the divine judgment on him. But if you respond to the convicting of the Spirit, you will be related to not the third person, but to the wonderful second person, the Lord Jesus Christ, the only mediator between God and man, the Redeemer, the Savior, and the Lord. Surely it's God's desire that everyone under the sound of this ministry would be convicted by the Spirit to confess that in Adam they're hopeless sinners, but God has provided Christ and in Christ has a full salvation for us to make a great transfer by faith out of the first person into the second person and thereby avoiding the judgment on the third person. We just need to thank the Lord afresh for his grace and his salvation to give us a clear and frank and faithful picture of the human condition as it relates to both Christ and Satan, so that we may see where we are and where we may be, so as one of millions and millions of believers in Christ, I would like to thank the Lord again that he brought me out of the first person and put me into the second, my wonderful Lord Jesus Christ, who is my Redeemer, my life, and my everything for the body of Christ, for God's dwelling place. Thank and praise Him. We're always happy to hear from you and answer any questions you may have. We have copies of the recovery version of the New Testament with its accompanying footnotes available, and these are free. We'd love to send you a copy. Our phone number is Hamilton 853-2620. If you'd rather... You can look up Bibles for New Zealand. That's bfnz.org.nz and order a free copy. They also have a phone number 0800 40 40 80. Join me again next week at the same time, that's 2.30pm, when we will have the next life study in the book of John. Today we close with the hymn, I Love You Lord Jesus. 
it's from the CD Lord Keep My Heart. Listening to Free FM 89.0, a great station supported by New Zealand on air. Thank you for joining us today. For more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices, or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Apple Podcasts. This Free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand on air.